so why don't I use 10-year risk scores? This question comes up a lot on my social media is, do you believe in the 10-year risk scores? And this is usually medical people asking this because the average public would not know what a 10-year risk calculator is. A lot of people are like, well, my doctor used the 10-year risk score and it turned out it's I'm not at risk. Um, you know, I only have a 2% chance of this or a 3% chance of that. So first of all, those of you who don't know me, I'm Dr. Allo. I'm a board-certified cardiologist. I've been teaching cardiology for a very, very long time. You probably found me through one of my social channels. Um, but either way, um, these 10-year risk calculators, and I have a whole entire chapter on why these aren't that helpful in my new cholesterol book, but the calculators aim to try to kind of figure out, should we put somebody on lipid-lowering therapy or not? So if we plug in your age, sex, weight, height, risk factors, diabetes, non-diabetic, smoker, non-smoker, what's your LDL cholesterol, what's your family history, all of those things, we plug it in and it spits out a number. Now, if the number is 7.5% or more, so the chance of you having a heart attack or stroke over the next 10 years is 7%, 7.5% or more, then the model recommends that we use lipid-lowering therapy. And that would be like statin therapy, PCSK9s, injectables, pempidoic acid, Zetia, whatever. Now, my problem with these models and this calculator, first of all, I don't personally use it because I'm a cardiologist. I do this every day. If I was a general you know, internist or a family doctor or someone who doesn't do cardiology every day and does a little bit of everything every day, yeah, I could see that. You know, A lot of these electronic medical record systems now already have your tenure kind of built in. Because they already know your age, sex, weight, and height, and most of your medical conditions. So they kind of know your 10-year risk score. Um, some people will go to the American Heart Association 10-year risk calculator website, and they will try to plug in their numbers and see what their risk is. Now, I don't need to do that because I'm a cardiologist. And a lot of times, when I see patients, it's too late. I'm not seeing a patient to decide if they should be on lipid-lowering therapy. I'm seeing a patient because they already had a heart attack, and they already absolutely, without question, need to be on lipid-lowering therapy. That's really not a question anymore. Um, so to me, I don't need it mostly for that reason, because a lot of my patients already had an event or multiple events, and they absolutely, without question, need to be on lipid-lowering therapy. Now, the question comes up, what do you do with those patients that have not had an event and they're coming to you as a preventative cardiologist. They're like, hey, Dr. Allo or whoever, uh, I don't want to ever have an event. I'm only 20 years old. Now what do we do? So in that case, I go through my own way of evaluating these patients because I know what to do. Like I've been doing this for a really long time. It's been uh, over a decade of being a cardiologist. I know exactly uh, what risk they have and what risk they don't have and how to evaluate these patients and what to do next. So for me, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know, I don't want to ever have a heart attack or a stroke, I look at their LDL cholesterol, their age, sex, height, weight, you know, all the other cofact and all the other confounders. I look at their family history and I pretty much know the answer. It's not that complicated. Now, luckily, we don't need to go through a lot. Nowadays, we we can check advanced lipid panels. I always check an ApoB on everyone. I always check a lipoprotein little A on everyone. That gives me almost all of the data that I need to know if someone's going to have an event. We know with elevated LDL cholesterol what's going to happen. The PISA trial showed us this. Um, the cardia trial showed us this with very young people. No other cardiometabolic disease showed us what happens 
when you have high LDL cholesterol or high ApoB or high lipoprotein A and no other risk factors and you're super healthy and you eat right and you're, you know, quote unquote, metabolically healthy, you can still have atherosclerosis and heart disease. The longer you're exposed to higher LDL cholesterol, the worse the outcome. So that's why I don't personally use those 10-year risk factors because, first of all, the they're a little bit futile. The futility of it is a bit of an issue. For the average person, though, if you want to use it, it's fine. But for me, I don't think the 10-year risk factors take an aggressive enough approach. I think anyone is at risk when their LDL cholesterol is above somewhere around the 80 or 90 mark. Um, I know now the upper limit of normal for normals is 100, which is great, but there's still a lot of people that are uh, much lower, um, you know, in the upper 90s. And, you know, are you going to tell them they're fine uh, when the studies show otherwise? Uh, absolutely not. So that's kind of my my approach. I'm, I'm very aggressive about getting people's cholesterols down. I'm a preventative cardiologist. A lot of people see me because they don't ever want to have a heart attack or stroke. They want to maximize their genetics. They want to live to 100 their grandma and grandpa live to 100 and they want to live to 100. So for me, I'm super aggressive about getting people's LDL cholesterols, ApoBs down, and I don't wait. I don't use these generic calculators. Using a 10-year risk calculator for a disease process that takes 30 to 50 years to progress is mindless. It's uh, not helpful. You know, why would you wait uh, why would you use a 10-year risk calculator on a disease that takes 30 to 50 years to fully manifest? Now, of course, if you're one of these genetic freaks that has incredibly, insanely high cholesterol and we need to get your numbers way down way sooner, then absolutely uh, we would do that. Um, but anyways, I think, I'm, I, I think I made my point here. I don't use those calculators because I know the data and I know and I'm a lot more aggressive than those calculators. They don't predict 30 to 50-year risk, which we know pretty much everyone will have atherosclerosis, but they're helpful, you know, in some cases probably. But that's all I got for you, folks. So if you like this podcast, please share it, leave some awesome reviews, and I love you all.